Welcome to Reactive. Uh, I'm Khalil, and I'm here with Raquel. Hi, everyone. And Henning. Hello, we're back. We're back. <laughs> yeah, you two were, were gone. International men of mystery. <laughs> At least that's what I've decided. That's what you were actually doing. Oh, cool. What did you decide we were doing, actually, uh, mysterious? Uh, yeah, just just international men of mystery. Oh yeah, you know. Okay, just, no, no jewel heist this time. Huh? No, no, no. That was that was two weeks ago. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. Let, let, let's not repeat ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So that's like trench coat and like uh, like um, a suitcase and you know mm-hmm. traveling. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. From right. airport I mean, to airport, maybe on a boat somewhere. Like, right. Over, exactly. Yeah. And and your shoes turn into cell phones. <laughs> Yes, and there's also like knives in there and stuff. Like of course, you, <laughs> yes, but don't, but don't, don't release the knife while you're using it as a cell phone because that could be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that might be a design flaw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, UX versus UI, right there. Exactly. <laughs> well, you never know when that's handy, though. Like if you, you just hand it to the bad guy, you know. Oh, use my phone, you know. <laughs> Is it my shoe? Like, <laughs> use my shoe phone <laughs> if yours is broken. You know. <laughs> and, oops. What movies have you been You're watching, dead. Raquel? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I just I like to envision you two as like you know going out and doing fun things while I hang out over here in the U.S. <clears throat> and we've been riding trains and travel pants, so. Yeah, <laughs> travel pants. <laughs> Is that was that the swag from from the conference? No, no, no. Uh, it was just a, uh, it was just comfortable pants. Okay. <laughs> I I decided to uh, to uh, wear comfortable pants to travel because it's like a five hour ride, uh, train oh, wow. ride to Linz mm-hmm. from here. Yeah, so that was like sweat like sweatpants. That was cool. Yeah, for me, it's just extra baggy jeans. It was an eight-hour trip, so Why? fun stuff. Ouch. Yep. Wow, wow, wee, wow. <clears throat> but it was a good time. Yeah. A really good time, I think. Um, so. Tell me about it. Because are there going to be recordings for the talks? Yeah, I was told by uh, the organizer that they're actually going to put all videos on youtube now which is a change from what they had originally said first he didn't want to do any of them he just wanted to have the um attendees you know have the right to see those videos in their they called it the the conference university website which i guess you can only go in when you have uh, a ticket and um then we sort of talked to him a little bit and suggested that it might be good advertising if he released the videos and he said oh maybe i'll do that and then he said he'll do the top 10 rated videos and now it seems like he's doing them all so that'd be cool no idea when that's going to happen though that's fair yeah all in all the conference was uh was really nice like very uh nice people there good speakers so so the conference organizer he has like a program committee that he put together, which is so the conference has uh, a, a bunch of subjects. There's uh, software development, then there's uh, product development, product design, and like management. So anything that could concern like a pr- like software products and yeah, 
from development to to management and uh <clears throat> he put together apparently put together a really good uh program committee that that was in charge of asking you know speakers um or potential speakers to come to the conference to speak and uh so it turned out like yeah people were really um satisfied all through the conference everybody i talked to or you know saw uh i saw a lot of tweets by people that were very happy with um the quality of the talks and uh the speakers <clears throat> there was a little bit of a problem with the food um because like the caterer canceled the job like four days before conference or something like that something crazy wow. like that yeah, so that's the food, yeah, that was terrible. So the food food was uh, was pretty terrible, but that's what everybody said. But everybody also said that the rest was was really good, and um, yeah. So all in all, it was really it was really fun, and uh, nice. it was also like Linz is also a beautiful little city, so that was really cool to just to just uh, be in Linz, and the, the the speakers hotel was very close to the conference also close to the to the train station so you could just walk everywhere and it was just a beautiful old city and um, <clears throat> yeah, it was yeah the venue the venue was enjoyable. awesome i mean it's this yeah. old was it a palais or, or whatever they call it it's like yeah. these crazy fancy rooms with chandeliers you know so it was pretty impressive to, yeah to be there <laughs> that sounds awesome what was the name of the conference again top conf top conf yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It sounds a lot like um it's very similar sounding to a conference in the US called Converge, uh, which is in Columbia, South Carolina, but it, it has like five tracks. It's like uh, a business track, a product track, a design track, a front end and a back end and like mobile engineering tracks and all yeah, that it's, stuff. It sounds exactly like Just that. Huge, yeah. huge. How many yeah. attendees? No, that this was, was the first time they did it in in Austria. I guess it started what like five years ago in Estonia, mm-hmm. and um, oh, cool. this was the first one time in Austria, and they had two hundred and twenty or two hundred and forty something like that. I think. Yeah. So not huge, but uh, still not bad for a first time event. I think. But I think they're definitely thinking of uh, growing it next year. They want to do it next year again in Linz. And it's uh, it's really good for Linz as well because there's a bunch of companies there and a lot of uh, developers and <clears throat> also startups, I think. And uh, so it's really cool for them to have like a software conference because they don't really have that in that in that area of of, of Austria because everything is in Vienna mostly. And so that was that's pretty cool. Yeah. So so actually, that happened because a friend of ours, uh, Stefan Baumgartner. He is um, he's a host on on the Working Draft co- uh, podcast, which is a German podcast. Um, it's all about web stuff, um, all kinds of web development uh, subjects. And uh, <clears throat> he he spoke at the Tallinn uh, so in uh, conference, also in 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 Estonia, the top conversion in Estonia, and um, and the organizer asked him to help 
him to organize one in Austria. And he wanted to, to, to get it to Vienna, of course, because that's like the first kind of destination. But because Stefan lives in Linz, he told him, look, I don't know anybody in Vienna, but I know a lot of people in Linz and I can tell you where to do it. And I think it would be a great place. And that's how kind of the, the conference came to Linz at all. And he was also the, the guy that invited us to come to talk. Because That's he liked awesome. what we did on the descriptive podcast, I think is what he said, right? Yeah, yeah. Because this was, was ages already, ago. Yeah, yeah. That was, was like six. I think before we even started this podcast, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. I, I understand. <clears throat> that's that's why I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we were talking about. Um, I think we were talking also with him uh, about uh, yeah, getting you, um, getting you to uh, to 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 some. I don't know. Get you over to do the tour that we've been talking about. We got to talk about that <laughs> later. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so so Henning did uh, two and a half talks, and I did half a talk there. Two uh, and a half. Talk two and or? a half. What? Uh, one, one and a half. Sorry, I did just okay. yes. Yeah. Goodness Sorry. gracious! I was gonna. I was about to say Henning. <laughs> yeah. Goodness, the, like yeah. nobody does that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one and a half. So, uh, and the JSON API talk was the one talk, and was really, it was really good. It was a good little introduction. <clears throat> uh, very, very well presented and beautiful slides, and uh, very well. I think a lot of people really liked it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was mostly very, very positive. Um, there was one or two people that said in comments that it was too, um, I think what's the, he, some person wanted more better examples and uh, another one said it was too uh, high level or something, I think. But but in general, people really liked it and uh, I got lots of really nice feedback, people coming up to me and talking to me and that, that always feels really good. And then <clears throat> in the comments as well, uh, praise for that. So I mean, that was my first ever conference talk. So for that, I am very pleased with how it went. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun and um, enjoyable. So it worked out really well. Nice. Be yeah. careful. That high that you feel after you give a talk, I mean, everybody's coming over and being like, oh my God, that was so cool. That high. Oh my goodness. That's what, that's what keeps me going as a speaker. <laughs> it's the only thing. I'm like, Uh, why am I? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this myself? Why? Why? And then everybody's like, "Yay!" And you're like, "That's why." Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's the conversations that came afterwards that were really cool too. I mean, you know, people just about all sorts of things that you know led into from talking just about JSON API, then talking about speaking and and other things, and it's just yeah, was was a really good time. Met a lot of new people. And uh, I don't know, it's, that's the reason, you know, I like to go to conferences. It's just uh, I hang out and get to know people. And that works better when you're a speaker because then people come to you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I also really enjoyed hanging out with the speakers uh, the night before the conference, like speakers dinner. Oh, thingy. yeah. That was also cool. Uh, just... You missed everybody. the you missed the tour, unfortunately. They gave us yeah. a tour, a guided tour of the city, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. But uh, that was what was that? Train problems. Oh yeah, no, I I had I forgot something. I had to go back and then and then had to take a train later. Yeah. <clears throat> 
It is what it is, yeah. And the other talk, so we 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 gave the talk JavaScript uh, Quatch, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the to to, to JavaScript uh, frameworks, and uh, that talk was actually very polarizing. <laughs> it turned out, really, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. Well, why. We didn't find out until like twenty four hours ago, right, or like sometime yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the direct feedback we got at the conference was just. Only the positive ones, yeah. and then uh, they very have very positive though. I mean, like yeah, you know, inspiring and stuff like that. I heard so yeah, and and then there was and then but when we got in the like the actual ratings, um, you know, because all the attendees are they get an email that says, "Can you please rate the talks you saw?" And the talks were literally 50-50, like this was the worst talk of the conference, and the other oh, 50% no. was, this was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing in between, which was really, really interesting. It was either five or four out of five, and then one, mostly ones. But, but uh, they, were, they were really harsh. <laughs> but, but to be fair, uh, I think the ones that, I'm sure that there were also people for whom it was just okay or whatever, yeah. but they most likely just didn't write a uh, review. Um, mm. But, but the thing is, <clears throat> so, so we, we did, uh, we did write in our abstract that we wrote like months and months and months before the conference that we're going to give some sort of a guide with, you know, about JavaScript frameworks and going to describe, because describe, <laughs> describe their characteristics and, 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 you know, what they're good at, bad at and stuff. And while, while we were working, on that um we we kind of totally got off of that because it felt totally wrong <clears throat> um and we cre we we made this talk much more meta which was um and we we included almost no technical stuff basically uh, so there was a claim in there that i made where i said that all these you know javascript front end frameworks the ones that are Uh, mature and that would get into some sort of a selection for you if if you need to choose a framework you would have like at some point you will get to a short list <clears throat> um you would you know look at your requirements and then and then look at the mature frameworks that are out there that you could bet on and then kind of cut that down even more if you can you know through technical requirements but then you would end up most likely with a list that you know has angular and ember and react in there and maybe you know something else like vue.js or something else and and uh and really in my in my opinion and what and our opinion what we said basically was that they're all fine you know There's no, there's no real reason in 80 or 90 percent of the cases, there will be no real reason for you to ch to to pick no technical reason actually, if you look at it objectively to pick one over the other. They're all good at what they do, and they are all kind of converging to the same to the same point. Like they all use component tree, they all use uh, some some fast DOM abstraction, and and they all kind of recommend that you use some sort of a unidirectional data flow as an architecture to build, you know, your state management. And <clears throat> from then, we basically said, so this is what we claim. And then we just said, look, in order to choose your framework, you really have to take a very close look to the community and to the and at the people that built the framework and the people that are contributing and how they are communicating what the humans are doing and what they're saying, what their philosophies are. 
and and stuff like that and we 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 gave them kind of a list of uh, uh, things that they can do to find out about the community and stuff like that and um <clears throat> yeah that that just didn't go down well with some people because there were definitely some people in the audience that were just expecting um much more technical stuff and like you know data and like research about technical like just really like pros pros and cons and maybe a checklist and stuff like that and uh yeah we just didn't we just totally went a completely different route yeah i mean that's what we had <clears throat> intended to do but we went on this journey i mean we've been it's sort of been simmering for for many months right and yeah. and we we discovered or came to the conclusion that you know that put in or make these check marks here and at the bottom drops out the name you know react ember or whatever doesn't really work and it doesn't make sense from a from a technical standpoint and um i think we could have maybe i, I guess yes there's definitely a mistake that we didn't um remember to change the abstract mm -hmm. but yeah I don't think that even if it was made clear in there that we could have gotten, you know, well, maybe some people would have just not come to the talk maybe. But yeah. uh, it is a subject I think that still interests so many people and you, we would have still had people that would have been, you know, disappointed. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. I mean, in, I guess in, in this particular case, I, I'm just thinking of this one review that we got that was the person took, you know, it wrote a pretty sizable paragraph and uh, basically went on to say all the things that were bad about it. And that was the one that says the worst talk of the conference. And, and actually I, I, cause I was thinking about this a lot since, um, since I saw that and um, it's been, so I've been, you know, pondering what, what is it about that that bothers me? And uh, I sort of came to the conclusion that it's not even that he was, like mean or rude, you know, it's like <laughs> you said you're a dumbhead or something and that, you know, what my kids always do and then you cry. That's not the case. It, it's actually, um, it's more like that. What makes me sad, I think, and, and it is actually a kind of a, kind of a sadness is that the person did not come to us after the talk. Mm -hmm. He missed the opportunity to open a dialogue that could have led to, not only him learning a ton, but for us as well, you know? Yeah, totally. Because that, that's what the whole thing is, is always about, right? You go mm -hmm. there to engage in something. We go there, or I speak for myself now, but I, I wanted to speak because I'm excited about something and I want to share that excitement. So it's, it would only be, you know, I would welcome for people that disagree with me or, or don't understand what I'm saying to come up to me and talk to me about it, you know? I mean, I think that would have been, unless he was, you know, really, really angry, it would have, you know, gone, like, horribly wrong, but I, I seriously doubt that. But, you know, we could have gone out for, you know, beers or apple juice or whatever, and had a great conversation and learned a lot. And that's kind of the thing that mm -hmm. that sucks, that we didn't, we didn't get the chance to do that, I guess. But in retrospect, mm -hmm. I remember that there was a moment, I think, on the night before we gave the talk, Mm -hmm. where I felt maybe it would be good since we're not kind of we're not we're not kind of meeting the expectations of those people that go there to to kind of walk out of that talk with oh, oh yes I know which framework I'm going to pick or whatever mm -hmm. you know to to kind of 
to kind of meet them in a different way. And I, my, my like spurs of whatever I thought what would maybe be good, which was just kind of in the back of my head and not like a really clear thought, like, yes, I want to do this, but it was just in my head really like for a short time. It was to just kind of, uh, when we do the Q and a after the talk that we kind of, maybe we should have, um, said, look, um, if you have any questions to talk, ask us, <clears throat> but, but if you have any questions pertaining to specific cr frameworks, Uh, ask us that that as well, basically, and we could have mm -hmm. maybe had a conversation with the part of the audience that was, you know, what really wanted that answer, like the the the, the, yeah. the framework answer. We could have we could have, you know, dived dove dived dived yeah. in, yeah, in there, um, just a little bit more, and um, in, also in that statement that we made that they're basically converging to the same point and they're all good and stuff. And 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 kind of uh, met them, you know, somewhere at least, and it was just not happening. I I think there is definitely, if we ever do this talk again, I definitely have a much I have the a better, I think, a clearer kind of um, idea of how to kind of meet those expectations next time. But this yeah. time, I think we just didn't do it at all. And yeah, it, I think it, we assumed that people would understand the journey we went on and how we came <laughs> to this conclusion and would would be okay with that. But yeah. in, in hindsight, that's kind of silly because we went into it the same way. And then, you know, it, everybody's at a different point in, in this decision process or has, hasn't even started and, you know, then doesn't understand. Or, or, you know, maybe there are people that don't care about the community. That's not important to them. Yeah, totally. Maybe sure when you're are. younger, I mean, I, I, you know, when I started out, there was no access to community. And um, now I couldn't imagine not having that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, it's such a time sink to try to, you know, bulldoze <laughs> through everything on your own. It's just crazy. But maybe there are people like that. So they wouldn't care about it anyways. So. Ultimately, at the end of the day, ask yourself, you know, a couple of questions. Number one, did you have fun? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. I'm glad that was an immediate answer. Um, <laughs> um, number two, number two, did you learn something? Yes. Whether whether yeah. about yourselves or about something else or whatever, because um, ultimately, like I. Fun fact that I don't know that I've shared with too many people, but uh, once upon a time I did stand-up comedy, um, <laughs> and that was that is like one of the hardest things ever. Oh, um, yeah. But but the cool thing about it is that no matter how badly you do or how great you do or etc cetera, etc, cetera, at the end of the day you are a better comedian, speaker, whatever than you were when you started. Yeah. Every single time, because you're constantly learning, and you're constantly getting better at it. And like, take these lessons that you've learned and just be like, all right, next conference talk, let's not do these things. Let's definitely do these other things. And that's how you get better. Yep. So um, even if it was the greatest talk of your life, I promise you, things still will <laughs> be better or worse or whatever. Um, I think a lot of, I know a lot of speakers will give a really amazing first talk. And then they'll do their second talk 
without having ever really reviewed what went well or didn't go well in their first talk. And then they bomb their second talk. Like it is just awful. Um, And then they'll just be like, well, I'm never doing this again. This was so bad. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. No, the second talk was critical because now you learned what it's like to do a bad talk, which before you never knew. Mm -hmm. So now you know how to not do a bad talk or you have a better idea of how to not do a bad talk. Um, And so you'll never do that badly again. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the other thing to remember, though, and I think especially with this subject, right, is that you are never going to please everyone because everyone comes in with different expectations and it's not realistic. Um, Yeah. 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 There were always, I once gave a talk on, on node, right? Like a beginner's talk about node at a, at a jQuery conference and someone like subtweeted at me. Well, I don't even know if it was necessarily at me, but it was definitely in the context of the conference and was like, JavaScript on the on the on the server? That's ridiculous. I'm going to do PHP on the front end and no one will be able to stop me and then who will give me a million dollars or whatever. I was like, <laughs> um, I don't think you understand what we're trying to say here. <laughs> yeah. So. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. People are silly. Yep. <sighs> but anyway, so no, but awesome. overall, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, that was a little discouraging. But I, for me, it wasn't. I mean, I, I, I'm like, I'm really, really trying to come away from this positively. And like you said, learn some lessons and, and apply it to the next, to the next round. So, Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to, because, you yeah. know, when we do our, our German world tour next, next year, <laughs> you know, we're going to, you're, you're giving talks too, buddy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm not doing this alone. <laughs> uh, oh goodness. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so no, but it was all in all it was a great experience. And yeah, um sure. Yeah, it was uh, very we interesting. We got Linda taught it too. Yeah. Do you know what that is, Raquel? I'm I'm familiar with it. I don't know that I've ever had it. It's this uh it's a cake made out of, well, I don't know if it's called a cake, but it's this really crumbly, dryish cake made out of nuts, lots of nuts, and it has a red currant jam on the top, and it's uh, named after Linz, the, the city. It's Linz Atuate. That, that sounds amazing. It's pretty good. I want to go and... <laughs> Why are we talking about this and not going? I'm sorry, Let's... yeah, food, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll stop in Linz. <laughs> they speak German in Austria. We can totally do that. Um, anyway. So. Yeah, what did you, what did you do uh, the last couple of weeks? Um, what did I do? Work. <laughs> work, work. Just been working, doing a bunch of refactoring, which has been really interesting. Um, I, uh, I wanted to talk about, I read this Medium post yesterday, finally. It's like, it's been sitting on my my like backlog of things to read for a while, so it's not necessarily relevant to the last week, but I read it within the last week, so you know I think it counts. Um, but it's it was called uh, 2015 in Review, um, and by the creator of Babel JS. Have you read this yet? No. Um, it's fascinating. It's it's um, so his name is Sebastian McKenzie, um, and He's like 18 years old. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. 
He's like yeah. 18 years old and he started working on uh, six to five, which was the, the predecessor of yeah. Babel yeah. uh, when he was like 16 or 17 years old. Um, and this is his story of how he got into being a web developer, how he like, he's from Australia and he moved to the UK right when he was like, just after he turned 18. Um, it's, it's, absolutely fascinating read about about what it's like to be like this young developer like really young developer trying to make his way in this like developer ecosystem and I think like kind of the biggest takeaways for me was not only like so on the one hand it was it's incredible because our community is so welcoming to allow somebody who's just this high school kid thinking, you know, well, I'm bored and it's high school and I don't want to take any more classes, but I really like to code. How can I get involved? Versus uh, also being unwelcoming because he writes a lot about being under 21 and going to conferences and not being able to enjoy himself because there are so many drinking-related activities, which if you're in the U.S., you're not allowed to participate in if you're under 21. Mm -hmm. Or he would he would stop going to he stopped going to meetups in London because everyone would just like look at him funny, like, oh, you're just a kid. What do you know? Meanwhile, this is the creator of Babel JS, (laughs) which is used by like, I don't know, I want to say like hundreds of thousands of developers, hundreds of thousands of downloads, at least. Um, And it's just like, oh, my goodness, like, this kid has these experiences, and I'm so glad that he was able to write it down and share it with all of us. Um, Just thinking from this perspective of, like, what are we doing to include people who, once again, don't quite fit the demographic of, like, you know, mid-20s to mid-30s, you know, I don't know, white dude developer or whatever, Um, it's like, oh, wow, completely forgot about the under 21-year-olds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh. Hmm. But other than that, I mean, it's it's still a really fascinating read. Like, this kid is no dummy. That is amazing, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, well, there's probably not, well, that many. Are there under under 21, I would think. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think so. I mean, it's hard to know. I do know that our designer has done a few user experience interviews with a bunch of kids. And he's like, like they'll, he'll open up a thing saying, hey, who wants to do a user experience, um, a UX review with me? Um, I just want to get a feel for your experience with this or that. And like sometimes we'll get a few that are like, Hi, I'm only 16, but I promise my parent has given me permission. Can I do this? Because I really want to be part of it. And we're like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> That's so adorable. And then they're like the smartest kids ever. You're like, uh. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Yeah, I can't. That's crazy that he's. I had no idea that he's that young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I heard it on. He was on. Uh, was he on JavaScript Jabba or on ChangeLog, the ChangeLog podcast? Okay. Well, he was talking about it and he was, yeah, to, you know, saying how old he was and saying, like, wow, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a really incredible achievement. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah. And he's, yeah. and he's 
Um, yeah, as far as I can see, he's still, you know, going strong, doing a good job and kind of working with people to uh, to maintain it and yeah. keep it reliable and stuff. So yeah. really good. Like they run that project really well. I mean, there was this thing where from um, Babel 5 to Babel 6, they changed a lot. They They broke it up into little pieces, basically, into different NPM modules, I think. And then there were just like tons and tons of new versions just coming out of like Babel versions, like minor versions and stuff like that. <clears throat> like every day there were like multiple. So that, w that was a little bit of a rough patch when they did the rewrite or the reorganization mm -hmm. of the code. But um, but I think it has calmed down now and it's, um, mm -hmm. it's stable again. Yep. Yeah, we're not getting pinged by Greenkeeper every 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was happening, actually, on, yeah. the, uh, on the Fido account. Yeah, yeah that was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, I I finally have started writing some ES6. Oh, finally. Ooh, nice. Um, I've decided that arrow functions are worth it. <laughs> But that's it. <laughs> that's all I've done so far. That's good. All I've done so far is, is play around with arrow functions. Um, but they're uh, once once you understand like what they do, which is really it's just a syntactical change. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. um, then it's just like wow, this cleans everything up so much. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Did um, you achieve your refactoring goals? No, I'm still going okay. <laughs> slowly, but surely. I've actually started changing it to reduce the re the refactoring goals because I had way too many of them. Uh -huh. um, the, the problem with refactoring <clears throat> is sometimes you don't always know what the refactoring will entail, like how far down yep. the rabbit hole you need to go. And so I just started unraveling and unraveling. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to reduce scope on this because there is no way that I can do it all in the short time that I have available to myself. But um, also how, where, where you draw the line, right? Because in some cases you can just keep going if you want to. Oh, absolutely. Down farther and it's like, okay, stop. <laughs> absolutely. I had to basically, so one of the major things that we decided in our code base was we're going to move from callbacks to promises. Right now we have a bunch of callbacks all over the place and we have a bunch of promises all over the place. So whenever I'm, whenever I encounter something that's, all callbacks, I will do my best to just promiseify it and kind of move forward, you know, like a slow refactor. Um, but in this particular case, it was like, all right, I don't have time to totally promiseify everything. So I'm just going to have to stick with the callbacks just for now. Right now, we just need to move this code from where it was into where it needs to be. And, um, and so that was, that was like a good call. But then there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh, shoot, I have no idea what this Like, it was, like, callback doom. I had, It was <laughs> ugly. And, like, there were, like, nested if-else statements, nested inside of other if-else statements, nested inside of other... It was, like, it was just the nastiest, nastiest flow you've ever seen. Um, and so the only way to make sense of it all was to promiseify it and, like, really break it down into promises. And then it was like, oh my God, this is so much cleaner. And then once you start seeing that, you're like, oh wait, but then now I can start adding some ES6 in here. And then, oh, and now I should like modularize this. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly, <laughs> the task yeah. is just to move the code from this one section of code or this one like part of the directory over to this other part of the directory. 
and it's not as easy as just a copy and paste, but like, like that's what, that's the goal. Like that's the only thing that we need to worry about. Um, one, one thing that, uh, has been really helpful for me when kind of planning out projects, uh, is this notion of, so everybody's like familiar with goals, um, but what I had never been exposed to before and have only encountered recently within the last like month or two is this notion of anti-goals where you basically say, okay, here are my goals, but here are also the anti-goals. And you make a list of the things that you will not do in the over the course of this project because it's so easy for scope creep to happen mm-hmm. that if you if you explicitly say, these are not my goals, then... Uh, it's really, really helpful because then when you like start to like start to get close to the anti-goal territory, you can be like, wait a second, stop. This yeah, that's a really good idea. It's like uh, keep your yeah. paws off this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah. like I have to write down like do not promiseify unless it will help logic, yeah. right? And so like there will be no extra promiseifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave the ES6 out until later, you know, things like that. Um, so it's kind of cool. Uh, that that's, that's kind of been. So is is this code that you're refactoring? Is that under tests or do you have to put it under tests first before you, um, refactor it? Um, no, it's a little bit of both. So I, I refactor the code, run the tests. The tests will inevitably break in hopefully only a small way. And then when that happens, I can fix the the code that I broke, but like there are enough tests at least that the like I'm catching any mistakes that I'm making within the refactor. Right, so it's enough to keep you comfortable or, or confident that you can yeah. say, okay, I didn't I didn't break anything. That's good. Right. If anything, if anything, and this is actually the really sad part, um, my tests are broken, and the refactoring has revealed the ways that my tests have been broken. Oh. I.e., we have a so for our unit tests, we mock out all of our API calls, and so for a lot of cases, if we didn't mock out a specific API call, either it just never got called and it didn't matter, or there happened to be another error from something else. So even though we were thinking that the API call was erroring out, like as part of the mock, it didn't, it, but it aired out from something else or um, like it was actually calling out to the world when it really never should have, whatever the case. By refactoring, it was like, hey, wait a second, you forgot to mock out this API call. Make sure you do that. And it's like, oh, shoot. So our tests are actually becoming more robust as a result of this refactor Ooh, than they cool. were before. So that's kind of cool too. Good side effect. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, what else is going on? So, I watched the talk um, that was recommended by Jafar, Jafar Hussein. Um, when it's so we, hard to say, isn't it? I never, I always yes. have to stop and think about how did he say that? Yeah. Because I always <laughs> want to say Jafar. But yeah. It's <clears throat> Jafar. Jafar Hussein. Jafar. Yeah. Um when he when we interviewed him he recommended Rich Hickey's talk Simple Made Easy um very highly and uh, <clears throat> for some reason I thought about it and I think over the weekend I checked it out and um 
It's such a good talk. It's crazy. I, I listened to half of it again. Um, I actually downloaded it as an MP3 and just have it on the phone and listen in every now and then again. It's, it's such a good, amazing talk. And it's, it's also, um, uh, it's funny. It's very, it's, it's very clear. And I mean, no wonder that, you know, this talk is so famous. Yeah. How long is the whole thing? It's an hour. It's just a you know like a conference talk. It's from yep. from the Strong Loop conference, I think. And so simple made easy. Uh, you know, simple made easy. And so so the basic. So I'm just going to try to uh, convey some ideas that he's talking about there. So first of all, he's defining um, easy and simple, the two words you know by their etymology. And so simple, kind of it, the original meaning is like one fold or one twist, which is really no twist, um, you know, so it's just like off one thing. And easy kind of seems to be coming from something that is close or near to you. Um, or the, the meaning, the original meaning was just near, right? And um, and so he, he kind of, he maps that onto um, software development. And the idea is, you know, it's, If you if you focus on on easy, so how he he basically maps it onto software development is that something that's easy is either something that is physically near to you, you know, like it's already installed on your machine or it is on your machine and it's easy attainable, um, easily attainable, or it's just near to you, um, you know, concept wise, or just because you because you know it because you you have learned that technology or that language or that framework or whatever, that is easy for you to use when you build something, right? So that's kind of the meaning close. And, and something that is simple, it's just, um, it's just of one thing, meaning that, you know, it has one purpose or it's just, you know, it, it does one thing basically. So it could be some sort of a, something that um, is, allows you to 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 write components that just do one thing and that that you can comp um, compose together and um, and it's a, it's an interesting so and this goes just how he develops the talk it's just you really have to watch it it's really worth it and it's really worth your time because it makes you think rethink how you think about systems because he says uh, so one one big point is that if you build something, it's really important to not focus on what's easy. Meaning, it's not important to focus on, okay, um, it's important to use ES6 because it looks nice, or it's important to use this language because I know it well, you know, and I can quickly build something like that. It's more important to focus on what is simple, meaning that you will have to, it, It's that's a little slower because it's not as easy because you have to kind of, Think about the problem you have, and then break it down so that you can, you can, you can kind of um, build simple components that you then can compose to something that is a bigger system. And if you just, you know, rush ahead with stuff that's easy, you might, you might include, you might make it um, complicated 
or the outcome might be complicated because it's not necessary it doesn't necessarily allow you to to make simple things whatever is easy to you and then what's also interesting is that things that help you to make a simple system or or you know simple components for a system might not be easy in the beginning because you have to learn it first right and once you learn it then it's easy so but this whole thing about focusing on the simple first and then going with the easy it, it's, it was just great and then he and then he kind of gives you a few you know list of tools what like in programming languages it's i mean it's targeted towards um like java and c c++ programmers and stuff like that and he t kind of tells them you know use values and you don't use classes and methods use functions because they're stateless and when you don't have state in your function it's clearer so i mean he's the he's the um i think um creator of closure which is a functional program programming language and so it's kind of selling his point of view and his kind of language but he's never really talking about it you know He's just talking about this concept of simple and easy, and it's just absolutely, it's entertaining, and really, you learn a lot, I think, with this talk. So I really enjoyed that. Highly recommend it. Yep. And we'll put, a, we'll put links in the show notes. I just yeah. looked it up. We have it on, on Descriptive, too. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, he had that recommendation, and then um, structure and interpretation of computer programs. I actually bought the book, but I, I haven't had time to start reading it. Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> to read time. to read books. <laughs> yeah, time is so rare and yeah. precious. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> How are you sleeping, Henning? Uh, not much. <laughs> Now, I love this thing that a coworker of mine, he had three kids too, and he said, you know, before you have kids, you think you have no time, and then not until you have your first child do you realize that, you know, you had all the time in the world. <laughs> and then it's not so bad going from, you know, one to two, and then the next big thing again is going from two to three, and you have this this epiphany every time it's like oh my gosh i had so much time before you know now it's impossible <laughs> so, yeah it's pretty rough right now but uh it's all good although i imagine once the youngest is like 18 <laughs> you're gonna be bored you're just gonna be like i don't do you think mean? so i mean i don't know when you have kids you know it's i don't know who i told recently but once you have kids it's like you will never be worry-free again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that, yeah. Totally. If you ever were, I don't know, but uh, for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's actually, it's getting much better. Um, this, our third is very, she's very chill, and she's doing way better with sleeping already, and she's about, I don't know, two to three times a night she wakes up now. So on a good night, twice, on a bad night, five or six times but um getting there <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> oh goodness so we have a bunch of people to shout out to on the slack channel um like so many people have like did we add them to out. The no we didn't add probably the not list. no but i think i got an yeah. email sometimes i get this email from slack where it says last week 
these people joined blah 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 uh, so let's see uh, all right let's see oh uh kapfenberger welcome kapfenberger yes and lucas zeigler ah yes we met him at the conference uh, that's right so big, big up big up uh mclevel mglvl yeah someone was speculating that it might mean mage level oh could be yeah and then Great. Stephen bartholomew yes yeah yeah i think yes i think that's it and so welcome to the slack chat and there, there hasn't been a lot happening uh in the recent like last week and stuff was kind of quiet but yeah. uh, mm -hmm. well, we that's fine around. or that's you fine. weren't around i guess I'm, yeah. I've been kind of absent there too for Aww. various reasons. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> excuses, excuses. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's exactly. terrible. Just suck it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's been some really fun stuff in the Happy Channel. That's true. Lots of lots of happies. Um, fun questions from newbies. Lots of, you know, it, 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 it's good. It's quiet. Right now, but something I'm sure will pop up, and it'll just be like a. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was really excited a few days ago or a few weeks ago. I got to weeks, days, weeks. I don't remember. At some point in recent history, uh, I got to help one of the newbies with a C problem in like in, in Ooh, the C yes. language. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is so cool! <laughs> I remember C." <laughs> Cool. You were a captain at sea. Oh, I was a captain at sea. So that was fun. Nice. You know, mega mega props to uh I believe it was Kit Canes. Yes. To Kit Canes for asking for help. On, on a C project. Oh, I yeah, felt. I also helped. I also helped. I helped, uh, was it Sethi, I think? I think so, yeah. Yeah, with uh, some observable stuff, which was also very fun. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yay! You so basically, if you haven't joined our Slack channel yet, come join us. It's fun. People help each other. It's not just us helping people. Yep. That's, That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Do we have anything from Fido? No, we don't. Uh, nobody left a review recently. Womp. Womp, womp, womp. But uh, yeah, so that would be great. If any of the newbies uh, would want to uh, leave us a review, that would be nice. Yep. In mm -hmm. iTunes. You find the link in, in the show notes, at the bottom of the show notes. Right. There's a link there to take you to iTunes and make it a little easier. Mm -hmm. to get to the place you need to be at. Yeah, yeah, a rating would be great, a review even nicer, and uh, we will read it on the show. So mm -hmm. please go ahead. <laughs> you can find our show notes at reactive.audio. Yes, and you can also find um, the, uh, the Twitter of the show at reactivepod. And uh, I am the Khalil, Khalil tweets on the Twitter. <laughs> oh no! Did someone pronounce your name Khalil? Khalil? No. I think I think I just do it sometimes uh, for fun. But it hasn't oh. happened so far. It hasn't. 
I don't oh think my so. goodness. Maybe, you know, maybe when people, you know, say my name to themselves, they might be doing that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. People have, have pronounced my name in so many interesting ways. Like, so interesting. Like, it's Raquel. It's not that hard. But I'll get Rachel, which, okay, fine. I'll, I'll <laughs> allow. I, I mean, I won't, but I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, yeah. Had, I've had Rochelle, and I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm not really sure where you're getting that from. Um, I've, had, I've had Raquel, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, in, when I was in Germany, someone called me Rackle. Like, <laughs> not my name. <laughs> not my name. <laughs> Um, so you know <laughs> you're such a I'm, I'm amazed that that no one has messed up your name uh khalil like oh uh, I, I mean people are messing up my name but they're saying uh mostly it's kahil or cahill is what they think i i think i got you all beat i mean with my last name glattergertz oh well yeah my uncle he uh he collected for a while just for kicks he collected all the mail that had misspelled last names and the combinations of things were just insane. And there were so many, it was hilarious. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. My last name is only five letters, but people managed to totally mess that one up too. (sighs) But anyway. Yeah. There's there's like an accent in there and stuff. Names are hard. (laughs) Okay. So just real quick, uh, Raquel, so you're totally up for coming to Germany for a tour, right? Next year. I mean, on, 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 on principle. Yes. (laughs) How we make that happen. I'm not sure yet. Well, the thing is, the thing is, I'm, so my question, so I want, I wanted to ask you, do you think that, so we definitely need some sort of sponsoring. Like we need, like I can, I can totally make, you know, the whole kind of, a JavaScript meetup tour happen like that at least, you know, like right. having kind of the, 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 all the meetups or at least like a week of JavaScript meetups kind of line up, you know, after each other or like two days after each other. I don't know. Um, so that we can just tour through. I'm sure that can, we can make that happen with this amount of time to plan it. And, and then <clears throat> there is definitely. So for Costco JS and Frankfurt JS, now we have this Microsoft contact, which is like I think what is Tech Connect or th- something, and they help with you know sponsoring all kinds of meetups and also you know sometimes also traveling costs for speakers and stuff like that. So <clears> this <throat> is definitely like an address where I can go and say, hey, would you like? How about you know traveling costs and stuff like that? And the question would be also: Do you think that maybe NPM would be interested in in uh, contributing something? Your traveling I mean, costs to Europe or something like that? If you- I mean, I could probably get something like, especially if it's, especially if it's definitely like you know somewhat NPM related, could probably mm. make something happen. Maybe so. I was also wondering. Maybe maybe you should also take uh, Ashley with you. Then it's, it's like totally like. <laughs> then it's, well, I mean, now that now that Ashley is on the Node Foundation, um, you know, she has other other. Oh, rights. she got on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She oh, was elected. Wow. Yeah, she's she was elected on the board. Nice, because I saw some tweets, but I, I I didn't see the follow ups. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I'm sure. I mean, we, 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 you can totally make it npm like related somehow. I mean, it's at 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 yeah. least at least the, it will always say that you work at npm, and you know, it's true. You know, it's true. So, uh, I mean, 
just maybe just uh you know see what what may may be possible what kind of uh from from the npm side and and we can we can do some more research here and see you know if, if companies are interested to because really what we need is just like travel costs and hotel right right and right yeah and pretty much could and broadcast be doable. facilities <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, if we have like a, a week, like a tour that goes for a week or two or something like that, it doesn't make sense to do an episode every time no, of we course do not. Like a, I'm, I'm So, kidding. so we just do we would just do one episode or two or whatever. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it would be more like a, a tour where you know, like we just pass by. I don't know what we're doing there. Like, just talk. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> we give talks. Or you yes. give a talk. Or I don't know. We'll just we'll figure <laughs> that out. But I'm just. I, I think it's totally. It could be totally doable. I actually I once so. once the JSConf kind of planning JSConf EU planning uh, is restarting again, which is mm -hmm. going to be in the next you know uh, soon in the upcoming months. Um, mm -hmm. it might be also interesting to to ask if they would be interested in maybe mm -hmm. um, maybe having you uh, specifically also as a speaker. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to see where you're going with this. I yeah. Can see where you're going and then this. you just connect all that together because the <laughs> JSConf EU, as far as I know, um, is announced for for spring next year. It's not going to be like oh. September how it normally is. You know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so we that's can... what I'm thinking. Let's let's keep thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep um, thinking and talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. Then it, it yeah. must happen. No, but let's, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, let me let me talk to some people, and yeah. you know, yeah. I'll have my people call your people. And, yeah, you know, awesome. there you go. I first have to get some people, but then I can have them, you know, <laughs> pick up the phone. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Awesome. Oh goodness! All right. All right. Good sign. Sign off time. All right. <laughs> Okay. Bye everyone. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm Rockbot on Twitter, <laughs> and uh, uh, mm, nothing else to say really. Just you know, tweet at me on the Twitters and come hang out in our Slack channel, which we've already told you how to get there and stuff. Yay! Yay. All right, I'm H Gladagots on Twitter, and uh, yes, we have told you where to get the information for the reviews. We would really appreciate that. Um, You could tell your friends about the podcast or recommend it in your favorite podcast app. And um, I will talk to you next week. Yes, and you can also you can also write blog posts about the podcast or uh, oh, write a TV series about it and get it on HBO, what? which would be really cool. <laughs> Uh, what else could you so. do? <laughs> oh, I'm now. Now I'm. What stuck is this thinking, called like, in English when you have these? <laughs> what? What illusion? Delusions of grandeur. <laughs> yeah, delusions of grandeur. I'm just saying what the listeners can do. I'm just being proactive and giving them ideas. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Now I'm trying to think of like a Silicon Valley like spinoff, but like you know, international but podcast. Uh, <laughs> just three great. people talking just three people talking all the time oh man yeah we that would be riveting yes riveting <laughs> right and but I'm, our listeners do know yeah okay and I'm Khalil Tweets like I said 
Kalil, Kale, Cahill tweets on, <laughs> on the Twitter. And, uh, and that's it for today, I think. Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, goodness.